What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, so today I'm going to be talking about a scripture out of Second Peter chapter 1 that I've been meditating on, and many of you have probably heard it before. Um, it's where Peter is writing to the church, and he says, make your calling and election sure. And so, you know, I've just been meditating on this and thinking about, you know, how there's so many people, you know, that have a calling on their life. Um, But if we're being honest, not everyone fulfills the fullness of what God has called them to do. Not every person steps into steps into really the fullness of their calling. And so how can we make sure that we make our calling and election sure and really fulfill what God has assigned for us to do? And so as I was just thinking about that, and I was also thinking about a scripture in, I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, where it says, therefore, if any of you thinks that he stands, take heed lest he fall. And so, you know, that's, that's a scripture where Paul is basically warning the church, Hey, you may think that you're standing tall, but even then, even if you think you stand, even if you think you've reached a certain level in God, he's saying, take heed lest you fall. So really you never get to a point in, in your calling or in your assignment where you can all of a sudden just, you know, get off guard and just think, Oh, well, I'm, I'm just coasting. I've just, I've arrived or I've reached a certain level where you can just all of a sudden let your guard down. You know, Paul and Peter both are, are, are warning the church, Hey, take heed lest you fall. And you need to make your calling and election. Sure. If you want to fully fulfill, you know, what God has assigned for you to do, we have a part to play to, to be on guard and to, and to, to make our calling sure by developing really our character. And that's what Peter is talking about, you know, in, in second Peter chapter one. So I'm going to go through, um, that chapter and the things that he talks about, but really, he goes through the importance of developing certain character qualities and that those those qualities are what is going to guarantee that your calling doesn't become unfruitful because there's so many people that you know I've met and I'm sure if you're a church person you're you've been in church for any amount of time you've met people like this too you know maybe they get they get saved or they get touched by God and you know they're they're passionate about it for a while and they they tell everybody they feel called into the ministry ministry or they feel called to do this. They feel called to do that. And then a few months later, you know, they're gone. They ain't even in church anymore. And so obviously that's really sad to see when that happens. And there are many people who genuinely have a call on their life, but unfortunately not everybody fully steps into that right? Because we have a part to play. We have to cooperate with what God wants to do in our lives. It's it's our job really to yield to the work of the Holy Spirit and allow him to do a work in us. Because understand that there's a position that you must take if you want God to be able to use you mightily. God can only use you to a certain degree, to the degree to which you yield to him and allow him to do the work in you. Because God can't, God can't do through you what you've not allowed him to do on the inside of you first. And that's why, you know, I've been meditating on this whole thing that Peter's talking about and how he's, he, he really outlines certain character qualities that are so important that, that if you don't, if you don't, you know, he says in the first verse, um, in verse five, he says, make every effort, make every effort to, 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 
walk in these qualities, to walk in these virtues. And then he goes through them. So I'm going to go through them briefly and just kind of hit on each one. And so the first one that he says, he says, um, employ every effort in exercising your faith to develop virtue. So that's the first one he says is virtue. And really what that means is another word for that is excellence, virtue or excellence. And so really virtue can mean, you know, obviously moral excellence as far as living godly, living holy, but also excellence speaks of, speaks of your character in, in, you know, being a person that whatever you do, you do it 110%. That if you set your hand to something, that you're going to do it to the best of your ability. Why? Because you're not working unto man, but you're working unto God. And so, you know, there's another scripture in Ephesians where Paul says, walk in a manner that is worthy of your calling. So, you know, if you feel like there's a major call of God on your life, whether it's to the ministry, whether it's to business, whether it's to, you know, whatever field that you feel called to, you know, understand that no matter how small you start, it's important to walk in a manner that is worthy of what you feel that you're called to. Because, you know, and the Bible says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Because even though your beginnings may be small, your latter end will greatly increase. So if you believe that there's a major call of God on your life, you know, you don't wait until you're like, you're, you're fully in it to start walking in a manner that is worthy of that calling, you know, and obviously, for example, if you, if you feel called into the ministry, you know, walking in a manner that is worthy of the call, that means like having integrity in the small stuff, even before anyone knows who you are, even before you have any kind of ministry position, it starts with, do you have integrity in the small things? You know, that's, and that's, uh, you know, that's a question right there. Do you know, having integrity when doing the right thing behind closed doors, when nobody's looking when nobody's going to find out about it, because let me tell you, God will keep you small for your own sake. If you don't have integrity, if you don't have character, if you don't have excellence, if you're not diligent in the small things that God has given you to do, he can't trust you with bigger things. That's why it says, you know, whoever's faithful with the little will be made ruler over much. And so really walking in a manner worthy of your call, you know, I was thinking about this too, which if you listen to, um, evangelist Adalis Shuttlesworth, she recently was talking about this on one of her podcasts which is like something that's actually really good. It seems like not spiritual, but it is spiritual because there, there's a scripture that says, uh, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. And so people usually tend to focus on the second part of that scripture, but understand that it does say that man looks on the outward appearance. So how you dress and how you carry yourself really is is a reflection of what's on the inside because and and that's why you know if you that's even I feel like that is part of what Paul meant when he said walk in a manner that is worthy of your calling how do you dress how do you look when you leave your house and I'm not saying you have to like wear a suit (laughs) every time you leave your house but like looking presentable carrying yourself in a way that is worthy of what you feel that God has called you to because you don't wait until you're, you're, you're in that place to start acting like it. You start walking in a manner that is worthy of that now, you know, and, and it comes across in the way you dress in the way that you speak, the kind of language you use, the way that you carry yourself. And so really when Peter is talking here, he says, 
you know, employ every effort to exercise your faith, to develop virtue, virtue, excellence, diligence, being diligent in the thing that you're doing, whether it is, you know, and most people don't start out in doing the full thing of what they're called to do, but are you diligent in where you're at? Do you do it excellently? Do you do it to the best of your ability? You know, so that's the first one, virtue and excellence. And then after that, it says, um, with virtue, develop knowledge. And so this one, I have a whole podcast entitled Knowledge is Power. And I encourage you, if you haven't listened to that one yet, to go listen to it because I go on a whole rant about the importance of knowledge. Knowledge is is just, it's underrated. I feel that it is underrated in in much of the church, the importance of knowledge, a, your knowledge of God, your knowledge of the doctrine that you believe, but also even apart from that, when I'm saying just knowledge here, I believe that knowledge in whatever field that you're called to is extremely important. You know, it doesn't glorify God, even though it's not about like how much, you know, it's not about head knowledge, but it glorifies God when you're diligent to acquire knowledge in the thing that he's called you to that shows honor for, Hey, I believe that God's called me into this realm. So I'm going to now employ every effort and be diligent to become the best in that area. And, um, you know, there's, there's a scripture in Proverbs that says in, uh, Proverbs 24, five, It says a wise man is full of strength and a man of knowledge increases his might. A man of knowledge increases his might. So if you want to be stronger in the area that you feel God has called you, knowledge is strength to you. Knowledge is power. And so again, I'm not going to get into all the details of that. You can go listen to my podcast on that. But really, you know, if you feel like God has called you into a certain realm, you know, are you taking steps every day or at least every week to be acquiring some kind of knowledge in that realm, whether it's listening to a podcast about that or reading books about it or, or, you know, whatever, as you take steps in that direction to grow your knowledge right? You're being faith, you're being faithful and you're stewarding the call on your life. That's how you make your call and election. Sure. You're heading in that direction by not only being excellent, but be, but by being diligent to acquire knowledge in, in that area, really. And that honors God. And so, and so virtue, excellence, knowledge. And then the next one, it says in exercising knowledge, develop (laughs) self-control, self-control. So this one, you know, also very important. You may have a major call of God on your life. You may be super gifted, but let me tell you, if you have no self-control, you will be limited. And God can God can't use a person that does not have self-control. God can't trust a person that doesn't have self-control. And obviously, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. So as long as you're yielded to the Holy Spirit, you are naturally going to to manifest that fruit of the spirit. So really, and all these things, it's the more you're yielding to the Holy Spirit, the more these things are going to be evident in your life. But, you know, being aware of areas where maybe you lack self-control and we need to ask the Holy Spirit for help, you know, and, and Paul actually gives a scripture in first Corinthians six, verse 12. It says, He's telling them, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. Yes, I have the right to do anything, but I must not become a slave to anything. 
So, and this is very important because there's things that maybe are not sinful, that are not bad, um, but honestly, that people are enslaved to. Like, I'll just use something stupid, for example. Like, for instance, you may just have like a serious addiction to like Oreos or something. And like, I'm not saying that that's bad, but if it gets to a point where like your addiction to Oreos is like driving all of your decisions, like you just can't even function till you eat like 15 Oreos. Okay. And I'm just using a stupid example, but the point is you can't be, understand that you can't be enslaved to anything. You're not free. You're not truly free to follow the Holy Spirit. If you're enslaved to something, whether you feel like it's something that's you know, sinful or bad or not. If you, if you are, if you have no self-control in a certain area and you feel enslaved to something, it's going to limit you. And, you know, people, and a lot of times Christian people tend to be enslaved to things that don't really seem sinful, but when it comes down to it, they really, they really are in bondage to that thing. Some, some people are in bondage to a certain type of music. They just can't let it go. And it's not that the music maybe even is bad, but it's like the fact that, you know, you can't let something go or you feel like you can't live without something other than the Holy Spirit is a form of bondage. And honestly, a lot of people, you know, and I'm sure we've all, we've all probably experienced this at one point in our life or the other. A lot of people are actually enslaved to money and they don't think that they are. Because let me just tell you, if you feel like you cannot obey what God has called you to do or spoken you to do because of your job, then that's a form of being enslaved to money. Your income is dictating your decisions above the voice of God. So if there's something that is dictating your decision making, right? above the voice of the Holy Spirit, that's a form of bondage, you know? And so really, you know, this whole thing with, with Peter telling them, Hey, you need to make your calling and election. Sure. It's just to take inventory. Hey, is there, Lord, is there any areas of my life that I'm in bondage when maybe I don't even, maybe you don't even notice it, but the Holy Spirit will point out those things and then he'll help you to, to break those things off so that you can truly walk in freedom and freedom. What is freedom? Freedom is being a slave of righteousness, that whatever the Lord speaks to you to do, you're free to do it, that you're not entangled by anything that's going to, that's going to, that's going to keep you back from fully obeying what God has spoken to you to do, because God can only use people that are fully surrendered and submitted to his voice. So, and you know, that's why it's important you know, early in your walk with God, early in walking out your calling and your assignment that you break those things off. That way you can be free to, man, as soon as the Lord speaks to you to launch out and move forward, you're free to do it. You've already, you know, walked through the, the testing. You've been tested. You, you've, you've cut off those things that have held you back and you're ready to obey the Lord as soon as he speaks to you. And so that's that one, self-control. And so after that, it says, um, and in exercising self-control, develop steadfastness. Ah, uh, this one is this one is huge. I've been thinking about this one a lot too lately. Steadfastness. And what does that mean? A person that is steadfast is someone that is consistent. Someone that no matter what's going on in their life, they 
they are they're consistent they they don't they're they're not moved by the circumstances of their life they continue in the thing that god has called them to they are not let me tell you a person that is steadfast is not all over the radar and i'm sure all of us know somebody like this there's people that literally like they cannot stick with one thing for more than a few months they quit this job they have this job then they quit this then they start doing this over here they feel called to kids ministry now they feel called to 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 whatever go back to college then they feel called to do this over here they're all over the radar and really you know a very godly characteristic that that really each believer needs to develop is something called steadfastness because understand that that is a reflection of the god that you serve if you want to be godly what is god like god is steadfast god does not change god god is you can he can be relied upon to be where he said he's going to be to do what he said he's going to do he god if god says he's going to do something he does it he follows through with it if god says that he's going to perform a certain thing he's going to do it right and so being a steadfast person is like people should be able to count on you that like hey this person you don't got to wonder where they're going to be at on a sunday morning You don't have to wonder if they're going to show up on time to work. You don't have to wonder if, you know, if like, you know, if you say you're going to meet up with somebody and you're always like an hour late and you, or you always cancel the day of, you know, you know, that's not being (laughs) a steadfast person because really we're being a reflection of God. God is a person of his word. If you say that you're going to do something or be somewhere, you ought to do it and you ought to be there and you ought to be there on time, you know, really. And that's, that's being steadfast. And and there's a scripture too, in, um, Proverbs four, uh, I think, you know, verse 26 or something. It says, mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the path. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the path. It's more godly to just keep one job for until the Lord speaks to you. Otherwise, there is no point to keep, you know, switching jobs, doing this, doing that. You're just all over the map, you know, be just complete what you've started. That's a godly being a steadfast person and having godly character is that when you give your word that you're going to commit to do something that you follow through, even if halfway through, it's not what you thought it was. You, you don't just quit because things aren't, aren't the way that you thought it was going to be, you know what I'm saying? So, and it's the same with churches too. Like people will go to a church and then as soon as like, they don't get like some kind of ministry position that they thought they was going to get, they just go to it. They just go leave and go to another church. Then that church, they get offended at somebody. Then they leave and go to another church. It's like, God can't use somebody like that. God, God is looking for people who are going to be steadfast And, you know, and Paul said in first Corinthians, I think 15, he said, be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. So there's people, when you're a steadfast person in every single season of life, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with in your personal life, you are always abounding in the work of the Lord. You're always committed to the house of God. You're always doing what you've committed to do. You're following through on that commitment. No, ma- no matter how you feel, no matter what's going on, 
you you're steadfast people can rely on you you, you know when when you give your word people aren't worried about it whether or not you're going to show up <laughs> you know that's being a steadfast person all right and so steadfastness and then after that it says in steadfastness develop godliness and so godliness i already kind of talked about this but one of the main uh characteristics that i would say of god is that God is faithful to his word. God has has something called integrity. If he says something, he really means it and he really does it. That's like one of the most godly characteristics I think that a person can have. And obviously, you know, there's tons of things when it comes to godliness. You know, Paul said in Ephesians 5, imitate God, be imitators of God. What does God do? God speaks faith. He speaks the word and he carries it through. And, you know, I have a whole, I have a whole podcast. I've talked about integrity like multiple times. So you can go listen to those. Uh, One of them is safeguarding yourself from deception. I talk about the importance of integrity. And I believe that that's one of the most godly traits that you can have is to be a person of integrity. Um, you know, but not only that, what else is, is godly? I mean, we see the character of God in Jesus. Jesus is the will of God that was revealed to us in the flesh. What did Jesus do? The Bible says that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, that he went around doing good, healing all that were being oppressed by the devil. So if you want to be godly, right, your focus should be to break oppression off of people, to heal the sick, to cast out devils. And a lot of people think, oh, godliness is like, just like being nice to everybody. And you should be nice to people. <laughs> you should be nice and you should be, you know, you should love people. But ultimately being godly is displaying, is displaying, uh, you know, and being how Jesus was when he walked the earth. Jesus was the ultimate, <laughs> was the ultimate picture of God the Father. So really, if you want to be godly, you live like Jesus did. And obviously, godliness is going to offend some people. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, not that you should try to offend people, but I'm just saying, being godly sometimes is going to rub people the wrong way. But that's what Paul said, be imitators of God and and loving people. And really that kind of goes into the next one. After godliness, he says, develop brotherly kindness and with kindness, Christian love. And so really, I mean, obviously that's being godly, walking in love is is the ultimate, is the highest. And 1 Corinthians 13, that's what Paul says. Love is the highest way. Walking in love is, is the ultimate way to display to display God to people around you. And really, love is a person. Love is the Holy Spirit. So the more yielded you are to the Holy Spirit, the more you're going to walk in love. And what's a great way to know where you're at in your love walk? Because everybody's in a different place. Obviously, the Holy Spirit has shed the love of God abroad in your heart or in your spirit. But Paul also talks about put on the love of God. So you still have a flesh nature, okay? And just because the love of God is in your spirit, not everybody is so yielded to the love of God. Even though you're born again, you have the love of God abiding on the inside of you, but you still have to put on the love of God towards your brothers and sisters in Christ, towards towards sinners, towards people you're ministering to, right? So 
walking in love, how do you know where you're at in your love walk? Well, and I'm sure we've all, you know, you talk to some people, I mean, they're just like always offended at somebody. Like somebody has done something that has just rubbed them the wrong way. And because of that, they are just, I mean, ticked off. They may even skip church for a while. They're just, you know, really. And I would say one of the main things to understand about love is the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sin. Love keeps no record of wrongs. So if you're sitting around thinking about wrongs that have been done to you, you know, it's a good time to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to increase, (laughs) to increase in your love walk. Because people who are walking in love are not sitting around offended at what you think somebody did to you. Because understand anyway, this, and this is what you have to understand. When you see people through the lens of the love of God, you realize that person's not trying to be whatever towards you. They just are immature and they themselves are not walking in the love of God. And so they have their own issues that they need to work out and understand that God has forgiven you of a ton of stuff. (laughs) It's a good thing that God is not offended at us for the things that we've done against God. So when you're aware of the way that God loves you, it helps you to love other people and really overlook the things that people have done to you. And another, uh, another verse in 1 Corinthians 13 says, uh, love believes the best. So stop assuming that everybody like means the worst towards you. If someone like looks at you wrong, you, you know, just assume that they had like some, some bad food and they just are like a little queasy or something. Okay. You don't need to assume that they like hate your guts and then you're like boiling about it. You know, it's just, it's not even worth your time because, and let me tell you, people who are focused on fulfilling the call of God are not going to allow themselves to be distracted by stupid stuff like that. Because you realize that a step outside of love is a step outside of the will of God. And as you, and that's exactly where the devil wants you, right? Because when you're walking in love, you're going to make your calling sure. You're going to fulfill the assignment on your life. But as soon as you start getting distracted and getting offended and getting all bent out of shape by stupid stuff, you're, it's, a, it's a foothold to the devil. So really, when you stay in love, you stay in the perfect will of God. And that's why it's so important. Like I'm saying, these character qualities that Peter spells out, he, he goes on to say, I'll just read this, this verse after this. It says, As these qualities are yours and increasingly abound in you, they will keep you from being unfruitful. Okay, these character qualities are going to keep you from being unfruitful. Okay, and then he goes on to say, um, be eager to make your calling and election sure. So be eager, be eager to manifest these qualities so that you can make your calling and election sure. And then after that, he says, if you do this, you will never stumble. (laughs) Hello, you will never stumble or fall. That sounds good. I'll take some of that. You will never stumble or fall. You understand your Christian life doesn't have to be a roller coaster of you're doing good, then you're not doing good, then you screwed up over here, then you're set back because you did this and you made a big scene and whatever. If you, if you do this, if you walk in these qualities, and it's not hard, it's really just yielding to the Holy Spirit. Everything is a work of the Holy Spirit. But obviously you have to do your part to yield because we all have a flesh and the flesh is at war against the Spirit. And, but as you yield to the Holy Spirit and you begin to manifest these qualities, 
it will keep you from being unfruitful. And, you know, pride, let me, and it's important to be on guard against pride because if you get over into pride and you think that you've arrived and you think that nothing's going to stop you from uh, walking in the fullness of what God's called you to, like you should be confident in what God's called you to, but also being on guard that you don't want to become unfruitful. Okay, because if you're not walking, if you don't have godly character, you're not going to be bearing fruit to your fullest potential because God will keep you small for your own sake. Because these things, if, if, if we're not walking in these things, it can destroy you. Okay, if you don't have integrity and then God promotes you to some big whatever position, it will destroy your life. It could literally destroy your life. So it's important that God can trust you. And really, as you develop your character, you're, you're making way to walk in the fullness of your calling. And so I just wanted to encourage you with that, that as, as you're pressing in to fulfill your assignment, that, that we, we take notice of, Lord, how can I manifest these qualities more? And as you do that, I believe that you're going to make your calling and election sure and that you're going to be fruitful in the thing that God has called you to in Jesus' mighty name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.